Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Thank you. The Prince of Peace has come to reconcile man to God. We who have gone astray, he has come to bring peace. The Creator has entered his creation. We who are disobedient are sought out by God himself. He comes not to bring us the peace of the world, but his peace in the world. If we are in him, we will know that peace of God which passeth all understanding. John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 16, 33, I have said this to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hail the Son of Righteousness. The Son of Righteousness comes to free the sons of unrighteousness. Romans 3, 20 through 24, For no human being will be justified in God's sight by works of the law, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified by his grace as a gift through, through the redemption which is ours in Christ Jesus. All have fallen short. Me? Have I fallen short? Yes. I have fallen infinitely short. I know that I am a sinner, that I am broken, but by his righteousness, I am redeemed. We offer our unrighteousness to him, and he clothes us in his righteousness, that we may be acceptable to the Father. We who were unacceptable have become acceptable in him. Thanks be to God, who has given us peace and righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. He, who is the light of the world, has come to cast out the darkness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake God made him to be sin who knew no sin, 
so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We who are unrighteous become the righteousness of God by being clothed in the glory of God who has come in Jesus Christ. The darkness is pierced, scattered, and sent to flight. Light and life to all he brings. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. That's the good news. The righteous for the unrighteous. God is infinite. His love and his glory is infinitely beyond us. Beyond us. We cannot attain to God. Remember the Tower of Babel. They built this great tower trying trying to attain to God, but no matter how high they built the tower, they fell short because God is infinitely beyond his creation. And so, because we could not attain to God, God has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ. The righteous for the unrighteous, to bring peace to the disobedient, to bring light in the midst of darkness. We heard in today's Gospel from the first chapter of John, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that enlightens Every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, man but of God. And then those most holy words. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Full of grace and truth, we have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. And so the glory of God, that which is unattainable, the truth of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the peace of God, the righteousness of God has come. Not in us, but in Him. How many times in my life have I said, what have I done? But good news, it's not about what I have done, but about what He has done. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Son of Righteousness. And He comes to clothe us in Him, to wrap Himself around us, and to wash us in His blood, that we may be washed by the grace of God. We who were unacceptable become acceptable. We who are unrighteous become righteous. We who are fallen are lifted up 
and are seated with him at the right hand of God. Risen with healing in his wings. Luke 5, 31, 32, And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus didn't come seeking the righteous. He came seeking us. He came seeking us. Last week, on the 20th of December, we celebrated Gotcha Day, the day we adopted our little girl, Rebecca. And I said to Rebecca, I can't imagine life without you, little girl. She said something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? God could not imagine eternal life without you. And so he came seeking you and seeking me. Yes, the prejudice, the broken, the hurt, the sinful, the deceiving, the adulterous, the fornicators, the wounded. He didn't come seeking the righteous, for there were none to seek. But God couldn't imagine eternity without you. And so he came and said, give me your unrighteousness and I will clothe you in righteousness. Give me your sin and I will wash you in my blood and give you my grace. For I am the physician. This is why we are filled with joy. Which one of us having a deadly disease and knowing that the doctor himself has come into the room and says, I have the antidote, would be like, well, no, I'd rather hold on to my disease for a while. Or if someone were to say, I found the cure of cancer, would say, well, only give me a little bit. I want to hold on to a little bit of cancer. No, we would say, give it to me that I may drink of it, that I may be healed. And yet we say, Lord, we wish to hold on to our sin because it's become familiar to us. And he says, trust me, this sin is a disease. Give it to me, and I shall make you whole. For by his suffering, we are healed. By his brokenness, we are made whole. And by his death, we have eternal life. Acts of the Apostles 10, 36-38, You know the word which God sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. The word which was, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. That word anointed means Christ. He is the Christ. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. People say, you know, the church shouldn't go around making people feel guilty. Guess what? We are guilty. I am guilty. It's like when I used to say to my father when I was a teenager, what, don't you trust me? He'd say, no, I don't. <laughs> Next question. We are guilty, but guess what? There's good news. He didn't come to condemn us or to judge us 
or to beat us down lower into the ground. He came to redeem us, to deliver us, to save us, to raise us up. Give me your guilt, and I will give you forgiveness. Give me your sin, and I shall wash you clean. Give me your unrighteousness, and I will clothe you in righteousness. This is the good news which is ours in Jesus Christ. Mild he lays his glory by. He's laid his glory by. We have no glory of our own. Sometimes people will say, Oh, Father Michael, you just look lovely in that. And I'll say, Oh, it's just something I threw on. But this doesn't represent the glory of your priest. This is the glory of Christ. That I, as sinful and broken and fallen and unworthy as I am, have been clothed in Christ. Washed in his blood. It's his glory, not mine. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to thee be the glory. It's one of the Psalms. I'm not sure which one. Anyone know? Psalm 132. Not true. Could be true, but I don't know. But not to us, O Lord, but to thee be the glory. He has given up his glory and has come among us to share the good news. That's why the church exists, to give thanks to God for redeeming us, and then we exist to make this good news known. Because guess what? Everyone out there, no matter how they try to make themselves look good, everyone out there is fallen and broken and wounded and struggling just like we are. And they need good news. They need to know the grace of God which is ours in Jesus Christ. He has come. He has come. John 17, 5, Jesus said, And now, Father, glorify thou me in thy own presence with the glory which I had with thee before the world was made. Before there was anything, before time, God the Son, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, was in glory. And God the Son gave up his glory, and humbled himself to come among us. For every cry, for every mother who has wept over a child, for every person who's wept at the grave of someone they love, for every person whose heart cried out because they were brokenhearted, for every sinner, for every wounded person, for every person abused, for every person sick, for every cry offered to God, the answer of God has come in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Born that man no more may die. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16. We've all seen it at football games. But do we know John 3.17? You should, 
because it's my email address. For God sent the Son into the world to judge the world and to beat him down. That's not what it says. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God has come not to judge you or to condemn you, but to save you, to heal you, to deliver you, to lift you up out of sin and death, and to raise you up and to seat you with him at the right hand of the Father and to share with you everything that is his by nature, his glory in heaven. God shall deliver us from sin and death. Hopefully he'll deliver us from these too. I don't know. (laughs) People try, but... He has not come to condemn you. It's true that he will come... We heard throughout Advent that he shall come to judge the world, but he is not in the world now as judge, although he will come as judge. He's in the world now as divine physician. He has come to heal you, to heal me, to deliver us, and to raise us up out of sin and death. That's why this is good news. And he didn't send an angel. He didn't raise up another prophet. He didn't send a really good-looking priest. God came himself into the world because he loves you. Can you imagine God, I'm speaking figuratively now, when he stood up from his throne of glory and began to descend from the realms of glory, from his place of eternal majesty, and began to descend God himself into the created order, to the womb of the Blessed Virgin. Imagine the horror of the angels beholding the sight of God himself condescending to enter into his creation and crying out, Why, O God, why? And he answers, Because I can't imagine eternity without them. I can't imagine eternity without Sam. I can't imagine eternity without Jenny. I can't imagine eternity without John or Thomas or Karen or Karen's friend. God knows your name. (laughs) He can't imagine eternity without us, so he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, there's more to this verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but the sermon's turning out to be much longer than I thought. And since we've had four weeks of talking about the judgment that's coming, and this is a day of grace, I'm going to spare you the second half of the sermon. As long as you all nod your head, and so I know you get the point. Yeah, we're guilty, but he loves us anyway. God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. So he came himself to wrap you in the gift of himself. This morning, and I promise I'll end with this, I had the joy of watching my children open their gifts. They first had to go to the manger, however, and to greet Jesus. 
I made them kiss the little statue of Jesus. I hope they do it when their Baptist mother-in-law comes too, so she can see. But I had the joy of watching them open their gifts with such joy. But the real gifts that we received are the gifts spoken of in this hymn. The gift of peace. The gift of righteousness. The gift of light and life. The gift of healing. The gift of God's glory. The gift of second birth. The gift of love. The gift which is ours in Jesus Christ. Amen.